All right, Brian. So I was talking about, or we were talking about, I should say, this idea for this episode. And I thought, you know what? Let's talk about kindness and how kindness is actually a currency you can use. I think it's a timely topic and it's actually a timeless topic. And these days, especially, it seems to be running short. Yeah. And I don't know if it's always running short, but you know, it uh, needs repeating. So we'll repeat it for you today for the first time. The Currency of Kindness, today on Curiosity Continuum. Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is Brian. Thank you for joining us today on Curiosity Continuum. If you're tuning in for the first time, Curiosity Continuum is a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends who want to spark your curiosity, help you integrate that information, and enhance your everyday contextual awareness in a constantly changing world by sharing conversations with you that explore, examine, and reframe common practical topics. If you want to receive updates when new content is available, please be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you can receive notifications when there's something new to listen to. We appreciate you and want to engage with you as you share your own curiosities with your friends and with us. And as always, you guys can find us on curiositycontinuum.com. And from there, you can link out to all of our socials and you can find us wherever you want to find us. And a lot of places you probably don't want to find us, but we'll be there. So we thrive on your feedback <laughs> and we hope to start a conversation with you soon. We will be there. Yep. Yes, we will. Okay. So let's set a principle at the front of this conversation just as a something to chew on as we talk about this. So it's really possible to kind of hit the bottom of badness. Does that make sense? You know, like if we define badness as like the absence of good, it's like you can be pretty bad and you can be really bad. And at some point it's like, going, I don't know how this can get any worse. Like it's like the bottom of the bottom. But when you start talking about good things, you start talking about being kind it's like, oh my gosh, like I thought this was so kind and then it went to the next level and then it went to the next level. Right. And there's like an unending supply of where goodness can go. There's not actually a cap on it. No, there's not. And, you know, this is this always reminds me of, you know, when we're talking about the currency of kindness today, we're going to call it something flashy. But really, I mean, when I was a kid growing up, you know, like my grandma, I remember like one time we were talking about how we hated something. And she said, you know, Josh, she goes, you shouldn't really hate anything. And I go, what do you mean? She goes, say you strongly dislike because hate's a super strong word. But kindness is also a strong word. And it's something we don't really hear much about today. I think that with everyone's hustle and bustle and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. We kind of think that kindness gets thrown to the wayside. But simple acts of kindness can really not only make your day better, but you make someone else's day better. Right, Brian? Absolutely. When we think about what that actually entails, so you say, well, yeah, everybody knows how to be kind. They actually don't. No. You know, and... <laughs> they don't. <laughs> kindness doesn't mean that you are just... Um, Taking it on the chin. <laughs> exactly. Uh, there's, a, there's a great quote. I don't know if it was Al Capone that said it. We'll, we'll attribute it to Al Capone. He's not here to say, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> so he's obviously a pretty nefarious individual. This may seem a little bit ironic that he said this, but uh, if Al Capone said, don't mistake my kindness for weakness, there's strength that's undergirding it. 
You know, sometimes when you're kind, people say, oh, well, you're just taking it on the chin. But really, it's a, it's a strength. And when you realize that it's a, it's a move of strength where you're being kind, especially when there's no reason for you to be kind, then it really puts it back in your court to have that control and being able to have the final word of kindness. Okay, Brian. So as we were talk, as you were talking, I wanted to look up that quote. So the quote is, don't mistake my kindness for weakness. I am kind to everyone, but when someone is unkind to me, weak is not what you're going to remember about me. And that was Al Capone actually did say that. Okay. There you so, go. I mean, it is a good quote. I like to say that kind of like similar thing. I like to say, don't take advantage of my good nature. What I mean by that is because I'm a likable person and I do like everyone and I'm kind to everyone I meet until you give me a reason not to be kind to you. And I'm not saying I'm going to be like a jerk to you. All of a sudden, I'm not going to do go that extra mile for you. I'm not going to do that one extra thing I could have done that might have made your day better. You have taken advantage of me. Let's just get honest. Like in society today, kindness is very rarely rewarded, right? True kindness. Yeah. True and, kindness. And in, yeah. And let's talk about this for a moment because kindness has a context. Right. Right. Josh and I talk a lot about contextual awareness all the time because <laughs> it's literally the most important thing. Yeah. I mean, like, if, if you know, here we are. Why is somebody considered kind? Like, oh, it's just, you know, kind person or whatever like that. But why? See, a lot of times now the context has been erased and you demand kindness, but you don't actually know what they're being kind unto. There's no frame of reference to say like, well, why would they be considered like kind? We'll take the example of Mr. Rogers. It's a, you know, uh, for those in a, a more younger generation, more younger, that's really great grammar, Brian. All your English teachers are rolling over. Right <laughs> and, and Brian is a guy who actually got a scholarship because that, of his English class. <laughs> imagine that. Imagine how well, I'm at. With I mean, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> when you have... Uh, I totally lost my train of thought, Josh. What was this? <laughs> what was this, Sam? We're talking about kindness and what it means to be kind and what yes. that contextual awareness was. Okay. Kindness is measured by a standard that is understood. So especially it's helpful when there's, especially like with kindness, we think about almost like a moral standard for these kind of things. Right. So like, for example, uh, I've heard really remarkable stories from from people where look at this good relationship between these two people. It's like, yeah, like they're buddies and stuff like that. Like, how did that actually work? This is actually a, a Ted talk that I watched. And there's a, a musician who was uh, African-American who made friends with a Klansman leader and through his kindness and friendship, like the Klansman, whatever their, their title is left the clan. Now you want to talk about weird. Now that was over the course of years and you go right. like, well, you know, it's just two guys being friends. No, this, 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 this black man went to the rallies and the Klan's it's leader a, actually like invited him and said, like, yeah, that's my friend while he's leading the Like <laughs> now that that's a strange dynamic and it's a really interesting Ted talk to listen to, but like who showed the kindness leadingly? It was this black musician that right. went to him. What he also showed is a willingness to understand something from someone else's point of view, which kindness yes. is really about empathy as well. Right. If you say somebody's kind, when I'm trying to talk to somebody or be not even be nice to somebody, just talk to them. 
I always try to think like their point of view. Like, what do they think? Because if I can empathize with them, then I can be more, first of all, more effective in my conversation with them because I can understand kind of where they're coming from. Because a lot of times when you're talking to people, especially at work in a work environment, a lot of times your talk is to get to a certain point, right? I mean, at a certain point, like, like it's either let's, like, let's do the project or let's figure this out. Or you're trying to figure out what they think so that you can move on together in this project. So if you can empathize with them and get that idea from them and then you can make them realize it, all of a sudden you're being more empathetic. You're being kind because you're like, I look, I get what you're getting at. But this is not what we need to do right now. This is how we need to move forward. Yeah, rep- it, actually, kindness will re- will recognize human dignity, even if you might say, "Well, that person doesn't deserve human dignity," which that's another conversation. But which, yeah. What, what, but when you lead with that, you go, "Okay, I'm recognizing the fact that I don't necessarily assume to know where you've came from, baggage you may be carrying in your mind, your circumstances, all those kind of things, and you might have even violated something that is so." anathema to me i'm still going to show you kindness because i recognize your worth and i want i want this to work again wanting to win the person and not the argument in in every single case right kindness is loses value when it's demanded kindness is something that when it's given freely in that that exchange right that relational exchange using it as currency it has the most value especially when it's given to places where it might not be perceived to be earned. That's kind of the power of that. Right. And I mean, I think some of the not best, but some of the most intrinsic things that you can remember or learn about somebody is when they valued you more than the project or valued you more than, you know, something like materialistic. Right, Brian? Yes. So the example of, of Fred Rogers. And so for those of you who are younger, you might see documentaries about him, but for certain generations, like they knew Fred Rogers and who he was, and you know, we yeah. really need more Fred Rogers in the world right now. He was very kind and he was very people centric and he loved people very well of all different backgrounds and races and things. It made him so endearing, you know, to people. And he had a had a way about him. And it was really interesting to read an article about somebody who followed him one day where he was very deliberate about everything that he did. Even if like, you know, you know, Mr. Rogers, we need to go get to this appointment. He goes, I'm going over here. I want to go talk to this person. And they said he was always very kind about it. But like Fred Rogers was not somebody like you really said no to. Like he was very (laughs) kind about getting you to yes. But it wasn't like he didn't have an opinion. He was he had very strong opinions. Yeah. He felt things very much so, but couched it in how in kindness and how he approached people. And it was remarkable the things that he motivated people to do. Like, how in the world did you get that done? Especially when he had an agenda. Now, sometimes his agenda was just to love on people. But sometimes if you're running late to something, like, you know, his agenda would overrule somebody else's agenda. But he never did it in a mean, condescending sort of way. Yeah, and never mean-spirited. And I think people see through that extremely fast. Like, if you're just trying to do something to get them to do something... They see that and they're like, oh, you're just trying to get me to do the thing. But if you're genuinely kind to them, it's a practice thing. Believe you me, like not everyone is just born being kind to people. And I don't think that people are born hating by any means. But this is not about hate. This is just about kindness. 
It's a totally different thing. Okay, Josh, let's focus this a little bit. Yeah. So not even, uh, let's make sure that when you define kindness, <laughs> yeah, I'm, la- I'm laughing as I say this. Because, it's true though. We need yeah. to define it. Yep. But <laughs> kind for you doesn't mean that you're not an a-hole to somebody else because like <laughs> the kindness has to be understood. You know, it's like, well, I was real kind. It's like, yeah, you're right. You were kind, you know? I mean, I've said that before. Look, uh, you know, I'm not a perfect husband by any means. When I said I was kind to you, wife, I was like, there ain't no way. You know, it wasn't perceived that way. You have to understand how your kindness is relayed and understood by somebody else. Because if they don't understand it, like, it's not going to mean anything. And so right. I, there was there was actually a professional situation recently where I talked about this, where there was kind of a tenuous professional dynamic happening because there was also a friendship there. And I said, yo, I said, here's what's actually happening. You're a good intentioned person with another good intentioned person who's giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and giving without ever the understanding by the other person that you've given. And so at a certain point, then it tips over where I go like, man, I've kind of hit the end of my good graces. And now I'm, uh, this is getting a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit like that. And the other person might be feeling it too. Until at some point it comes to a head to go, this crap ain't working. Like, you don't appreciate me. It's like, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> what do you mean you don't appreciate? Of course I appreciate you. It's like, well, I did all these things and they have no idea. Right. See, kindness is an applied currency. It doesn't exist in a vacuum. It has to be applied to something. Right. It's almost like the uh, the expression, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. You know, everyone's like, oh, doing this and that and that and that. But if no one knows or if any, you know, nothing happens. Yeah. Right. For sure. How have you, and that's the question, how have I been kind? When did I think it was kind? When it totally was missed. Was I really kind? You know, it's a, a mind bender of a question. But I'm pretty sure there's, uh, like I, I'm, as I'm saying this out loud right now, there's probably about a couple situations where I need to go and apologize to a couple of folks. <laughs> yeah. Where, you know, I was like, I was kind, dang it, you know, but it really wasn't kind. It was, you know. And that's the real takeaway from this, isn't it, Brian? Like, when you're you have to look in on yourself a lot you have to have that mea culpa you have to have that moment of like am i doing this for the right reason yes right and awareness of the other person's situation to know is this going to be received what it's received the way it's meant to yeah it's not it doesn't mean that like you have to take it on yourself to make sure they get it exactly but enough wherewithal to go yeah this person won't understand this right now i need to maybe hold or something where it's like going like they're going to really understand this. It means zero to me if I did this, but I know it means a lot to the person and that's why I'm doing it. Yeah. And that's the kind of takeaway from this episode. It is to remember that kindness is a currency and that you can use it and receive it and give it back again. And it's okay. But it's also good to be aware of the contextual kind of awareness of it the contextual things that go along with it and that's what we're trying to get you to think so with that we'll let you think and we'll put a comment in the conversation for now what do you think josh yeah it's, i think it's a good idea until next time this is brian and this is josh for curiosity continuum